don't know, maybe he just really like, he I mean he does like food. He really yeah, likes food, it's man. True. He's always hungry for more. That's right. He doesn't make reservations. I write. I travel. I eat. And I'm, and I'm hungry for more. And I for more. <laughs> and I'm all out of eat. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll make it work. Um, hello and welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on It. Uh, this is a show where we do something different every single week. And uh, I'm, my brain, my head is still filled with fucking Watchmen memes from last week. I, I, gotta, I gotta get into the, into the mode. I gotta get into the, the zone because we are talking about Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations today. Watch Month Part 2. Watch Month 2, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, we're somehow... watching. Uh... We did. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll I'll let you have that. We, we are it's watching. We watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, it will fall. Uh, this uh, will fall apart in our next two episodes, but we'll uh, we'll keep yes. it going until then. <laughs> We've got people with a, a wide range of interests that all come together. Uh, so we've got someone who eats. Cam. Oh, that's me. I love to eat. I love to eat, and I love to watch other people. Known eat. for his eating, all out of sicko. <laughs> <laughs> We've got someone who travels, Alex. Ah, not so much lately. Uh, Yo, Alex super spreading his way across. That's the me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. That would be the worst. One little cough. It's nothing. All right. <laughs> we, I'll get on a plane. A it's okay. That's like a guy just traveling across the U.S. Now. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Really super spreader. <laughs> It's basically just like I Am Legend, right? Like you're walking barefoot through a like diseased, uh, destroyed country. No, everyone's out. <laughs> it looks normal. It's Eesh. horrible. Um, we've got Seb, who writes. Uh, yes, um, I write. I write books. I write fiction. I write eat. I write <laughs> <laughs> food. Yeah, we, we write eat. She writes eat the best, though. Yeah, I write eat. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. She writes eat. Next. And I am your host, Nick. And I'm hungry for more. And we all are. Anthony Bourdain's um, No Reservations is... Uh, it's it's a food travel show, but it's a, a lot... Like, you know, it's not just... The shots aren't just food. You know, he also gets into the culture of the place that he's going. Anthony Bourdain had been... Uh, cooking, uh, traveling, and writing for what? And like eating 10 years and hungry time. for more. And, and, and um, yeah, but he's been doing all those by, for like ten years. By the time he uh, did um, uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, and he did that show for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think um, he described it on the show in one of the episodes I was watching as a high concept food travel show that gets poor ratings in its first week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of. Uh, I, I think he was referencing it. his own show when he. Yeah. I think oh, so absolutely. as well. Yeah, I think so as well. And then um, yeah. he eventually, uh, of course, um, moved on to CNN, and did, where he did Parts Unknown, which is basically the same show, but oh, he had my a press pass. Watch that. 
he could basically just get a press pass to get him into uh, more dangerous or restricted places in the world. Oh. Uh, oh, like, okay. You know, so the, the get food... into Fukushima and eat the radioactive food there. He does uh, go wish. to Chernobyl in one of the episodes. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, <laughs> does he like forage for food there? Like, what No, he doesn't I mean, eat anything freak. at Chernobyl. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he eats. I, I, I thought I mean, he's you were hungry talking for about more, like, but this not is that another hungry. food show. <laughs> it's still a food show, there but he's is... like... He's, he's um, in Russia and he is like, uh, he's like, you know, there's, there are important things that happen here. Chernobyl is an important historical yeah. event. I want to show that. But he doesn't like go, all right, time to get some of my favorite local stuff here at Chernobyl. <laughs> Here's um, a little it's spot. actually in the Ukraine. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's actually the like a deer. contraband um, foraging industry in the exclusion zone. Where mm. people go and like because everything's wild out there, so they they'll go and get like berries and mushrooms and stuff, and they'll sell them. And it's actually a really big problem because they are radioactive. <laughs> you know, these millennials these days—they're all about inclusion. I'm surprised they haven't gone after the exclusion zone over there. The exclusion zone needs to be, be more in the, inclusive. I really, honestly. I think so. I'm totally go. I'm going to cancel the Ukraine. Um, Was he a name for our show before we switch? <laughs> Exclusion zone. Um, I hope you're like this because it's a lot better than what we've got planned for the depressing first segment topic of where would you go if you could travel? And I, I would like to focus Places on, you would go if on you could eat it. Go. Uh, on if you could go to this place, what would you eat there? Um, mm. Because I do think that that's uh, something. Now, this is something that, of course, we've been talking about for uh, a while because everyone wants to talk about this. It's like, what's the first thing you're going to do when quarantine ends? And then it's like, what's the first thing you're going to do if quarantine ends? I think is the next <laughs> next question. Yes. Um, hmm. and... Give it up for month number nine, baby. <laughs> month oh, yeah. number nine. Woo. All right. Like looking at like I have plans for like next March already, just like a doctor's appointments and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a year, huh? <laughs> I'm thinking about it like stuff that I had like my most long distance plans for this year have all already been like completely destroyed That's and right. I'm not making any for next year because who knows oh, what no. next year is going to look like. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to try and like use our imaginations to uh, picture a better <laughs> world. Uh, and with that, we will like kind of examine like, well, where would you go? Because like. We, you know, we were all uh, poor college students, and now we have very slightly more money where we could potentially plan a, a, a trip. You know, we could, like, get on a plane if we could knew about it eight months in advance. So mm-hmm. uh, I I think about it, and I want to go to Japan. I mean, like, I, I want, I've been wanting to go to Japan forever, and now, Cam, you and I have a cousin, have cousins who live there. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. So cousin, we yeah. would probably Before. have a, a cousin. Uh, he, he was a, a JET, uh, but then he just got a job in publishing, translating. Okay. So. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, it's we'd, like... have, we'd have a good guide to do so. And also, we got to mention, friend of the show, Dom, uh, uh, proposed to his now fiance there in Japan. So he's been. It's now uh, wife there. I'd... Oh, yeah, wife. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> I was there. Um, <laughs> you were uh, there. You were you the only one there out of these? No, all yep. out of all of us. <laughs> the host yeah. of the show. Yeah, the no, other me, three people. Me, Dom, and Haley, and we hung out. <laughs> yes. Um, no. Um, yeah. So he would be a great guide, and we were looking absolutely. at something in 2021. But you know, even that's like kind of yeah. Hesitant I. Now, but anyway. 
So if I was to go to Japan, I mean, like, you know, I'd want to hit all the touristy spots, of course. You know, like, uh, uh, Disneyland. You know, Akihabara. Do the other <laughs> I am not going to Disneyland. I, I would like to, like, Disney go to the... Sea, right? Go to the fucking... See the, walk through the Shinto gates and all of that. And, like, you know... Yeah, if go, I'm there in the right seas. Harajuku. Mm-hmm. But um, I would really like... Uh, something that has fascinated me ever since I read about it is... And I've brought up on multiple podcasts, I think, is the fake American food that they sell in Japan. Um, which is like the 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 the, uh, the rice omelets that they make, uh, that they just put ketchup on, and they're like Americans, they love this. Yeah, so <laughs> Americans I'm, eat this. I'm obsessed with this. Uh, it's called the Pizza Show on YouTube. It's a, a Munchies like uh, mm-hmm. sub show that they do, and we were just watching an episode on um, in a different country, but uh, Korea, and like how they make pizza, and they're like, oh, they, we put corn on it. Like you know, Americans, they love corn. And like, I mean, North so Americans, that's a pizza. Mexican pizza thing. That's that's close. Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, I we do love corn. Thing. There's corn syrup and everything. Um, right, right, but we don't put it on pizza. <laughs> right, right. It's true that like corn gets left in every place that Americans go. Like, mm-hmm. it's got to love those uh, subsidies, uh, government subsidies for corn. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, big corn, corn if you want to sponsor the show, feel free. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I'd love to be bought what, by Big that? Corn. I will drink a glass of corn syrup on the show if I get It's safe. It's good for you, actually. What is it, Idaho? <laughs> is it Idaho is all corn? Yeah, just about. Um, um, yeah, the, oh, yeah, the Midwest is all corn by Monsanto, ideally. Yeah, like, we ideally, yeah. Look, Brought to I you mean, by the have, safest have, seeds you can buy. We've got we've got some high minded like principles and uh, like moral stan- stances here on this show, but that's because nobody's offered to pay us. Right. Like, that, that shit can all go mm-hmm. out the window in one second. I'm all about uh, you know living clean and uh being good to the environment until uh exxon Mo- exxon mobil if they want to they want to get in here i have like a completely God, different I opinion so yeah if, if bp wants me to promote some kind of propaganda mobil. saying they didn't spill anything in the Gulf please, yeah please don't <laughs> listen to do this it. your life depends on it presented by bp oh yeah <laughs> I that just for the irony, like the irony points, irony points. We, I mean, the official just, podcast of Chevron. We could just say that until they told us not to. I think we should. Let's 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 uh, you know, rattle the cage a little bit. What's what's crueler? Like who has killed more people? Like if I say if I say we're sponsored by Chevron, who like poisoned all those indigenous people with that oil spill, or if I say like we're sponsored by Raytheon, and mm. they're gonna they gonna actually drone mm. us if I say that? I don't know. My personal pitch is I like Monsanto because I think Monsanto nobody... is pretty funny. No Nobody's that's, pro Monsanto. Yeah. yeah, that's my, my goal is to do a special podcast of Monsanto. I like seafood, so I guess I'm pro shell. I've got like a oh, all right. oh, okay. Yeah, it's New England. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so if I wanted to go on a trip, um, I've been nursing a West Coast trip for a while. I have wanted mm. to go. Um, yeah. I Last time I was there was probably, I was probably still in high school, maybe. Like what, what um, area of the Northwest? The West Coast, I said. I'm sorry. Oh, um, sorry. I thought you said the Northwest. No, yeah. uh, definitely not the. I Northwest. haven't. Uh, no, I even went though to it's Seattle, nice but I've yeah. been across like California when I was like ten. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's mostly a food thing, as well as a seeing the sights thing. Um, I, I, you know, uh, me and Cam talk about well, this is more of fast a food a lot on the Kumar show. Go to White yes, Castle. it's very much a pilgrimage to go and eat a bunch of fast food <laughs> that we don't have around here. Yeah, I'm totally into it. I would love to never been you just want to go to an in and out yeah oh god yes and like five other things you know like a carl's jr and like that's not even specifically uh, really but yeah 
all that good I stuff. I saw the first Starbucks, and there was a line, like, all the way around the corner. The first Starbucks? And, Give like, me the first oh. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I, a I don't know what the deal home. is. Like, first Starbucks, you the can get the same thing anywhere else. I mean, they might have some specials there, but, like, not yeah, worth it. I was at, like, it was across mugs. the street I from like, Pike Place, which was way like cooler. How, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain on this show talks about his rule to never go anywhere that has the um, the originator of like some food item yeah. as their tagline. Oh, He's yeah. like, never ever go there. You're it's, not learning anything. It's bad. <laughs> You're not going to get anything good. I did see him eat, uh, I forget, it was, uh, it was like spaghetti red or something. It was just spaghetti with chili on it. Okay. And it oh, was fuck. the place that originated it. That was in the Ozarks episode. Oh, nice. But we'll get into that later. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to try. I mean, it's such a trivial thing to fly in a plane to go eat at a Jolly yeah, Bee. Yeah, six hours across the <laughs> entire country. <laughs> but that does. Ext- every time I'm driving in somewhere I'm not usually in and I see a fast food place that I don't have. Yeah, locally, if you see a Rallies or Checkers, you're going to yeah. stop. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta try that stuff. Right. Bojangles, come on. Yeah, even Absolutely. even places that Waffle aren't house? even like that are like an mm-hmm. hour out from here, like that I've never seen before. I'll be like, oh, I'll go try that. Like, yeah, totally. there's a Sonic nearby-ish, but the I only mean, time I've actually been to a Sonic was when I was on the trip out to California. We were it's, driving, and it's they weren't funny here yet. that you guys bring this up. Hmm. I I know I brought this up in the hot dog episode a couple months ago, but. <laughs> originally we were all supposed to uh oh yeah we had one of those remember oh, it's man. just so funny yeah. that we're we talked about watchmen last week we we're talking about the food podcast the, uh the episode where we ate a bunch of hot dogs Stupidest is different from the episode where we ate 60 chicken mcnuggets at once because we did that on mic why do we do this possible yeah. to advertise this show why do no, we do i think it? it's perfect this show is like constantly changing the channels if you have adhd this show is not for you but it is you it's, yeah, it's <laughs> you're the show. You suck it up. Uh, boy. But anyway, um, we were supposed to go to uh, the Chicago area in May. That's and right. it was going to be a big group trip. And it got fucking canceled because of everything. Yes. Um, and I would like to say that uh, I, you know, when it comes to just getting fast food in a different place, like. Oh, right. I, so you've been. Yeah. Um, yes. Real quick. Nick and I. Um, our parents, like, we are kind of under-traveled, I'd say. Our parents are real creatures of habit. So we went to, like, New Hampshire and New York and We stayed Florida. on the East Coast pretty much the whole time. Exactly. That's and in still this a lot more places than a lot of people have been. Like, some people yeah, never traveled at all. But I've always, especially lately, like, now in my life, I want to experience new things. But um, I got to do that on my own. I can't drag our parents. They won't, they won't do it. But anyway, so but Nick has been to Chicago, and I haven't because he went to... Combo breaker. Uh, combo breaker. I Last year, the airport amazing. Uh, I mean, hey, you know the O'Hare Airport. It's uh, it's yeah, as far as airports go, it's pretty interesting. So that's the place you wanted to no, go. Yeah, no, we no, had no, a no. layover. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I but ironically, I, I would kind of like to be in an airport. You know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Airports. I I was Can you rent out an airport. I have a guy that too? lived in an airport for like twelve yeah. years. <laughs> I have been what? bitching about not being able to take the train anywhere wasn't for uh, to my uh, to my coworkers for a, for a while. Like I yeah. I, I would love, love like uh, you know around this time of year I would usually have gone to New York twice in like four weeks. That's right. And I yep. and just just mm-hmm. taking just taking the uh, you know the 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 train from New Haven to New York I just miss that experience. But anyway I was go- I went to the Chicago area last year. I would love to go back and um, 
there are lots of good things to eat in that area. But all um, all Cam and Alex want to hear about is what fast food is there. Mm. And I will say, and what that gross worm liquor that, you had? Oh yes, I yeah, didn't get any fucking Malort. wormwood. Uh, I didn't get any malort. I gotta get some malort for next time. But um, anyway, I went to Portillo's, which is like uh, they, you know, a, a hot dog fast food place that does Chicago dogs and has uh, good like like crinkle cut fries and it's, it's just delicious it's so good great place and it's like it was like right next door to the venue so it was perfect i could walk across the street and get hot dogs after getting my ass kicked at some fighting game and across the street in the other direction <laughs> was culver's which i don't know if you've oh, heard yes. for starters oh, yes. they they had a sign up that said welcome gamers which was great <laughs> hell yeah. absolutely hell yeah that rules <laughs> uh i had a really amazing fried chicken sandwich like everything was like butter fried like they're famous for like a burger that's like a butter like a butter fried bun or something like that i i, I gotta look at it again because i didn't get it's that so but what i did get that you... was there thing if you was, like um, eat a salad and you, you'll die yeah. when you leave you need to eat something <laughs> that'll coat your insides i know uh it was it was the frozen custard which is what i got there like which i've never had mm-hmm. before then and that was like they're famous for they, they do the the custards and they do the concretes which is like what custard and ice cream or something like that oh, i don't I know, know if you know cam no, hey, the, the, the concrete the, the concrete is something different um but it's anyway it was delicious i'm not even really a sweets person like i don't uh, gravitate towards that kind of uh food especially when i'm out but it's like oh well you know i'm here i might as well have this uh thing that is going to weigh my body down physically but it was delicious oh my god uh, it's yeah. and you know even like that that's just like a tiny novelty like that wasn't the highlight of my trip uh, there were lots of other things to remember about it but just being able to go hey that's a weird uh corporate giant chain that i've never had before sure why not like even those novelties are gone from us right now Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah um speaking of um what you were saying about uh like you know going to a city and going to get fast food i mean we're <laughs> we're not i know i have a friend who uh, i went to culinary college with who spent 500 dollars on a meal once and like that wow maybe i do that as a um as a joke like a stunt like as, as a joke like as a bit <laughs> yeah. like if i got chills, <laughs> it's a real funny like, thing that's this. a whole paycheck <laughs> Yeah, that's nuts. Maybe one of your paychecks. It's certainly not one of mine. It is slightly but, um, less than one of my paychecks. Oh my god! All right, uh, but anyway, so I I could see myself doing that once in my life because I like to cook and I like food. But and you're hungry for more. And I'm hungry <laughs> for more. But like, um, when it comes to going to New York, like Nick was saying, I have recently been seriously craving um, halal guys. Which oh, if, oh, you halal. if you don't know what it is, it's like a Eastern. What is it like Eastern European food or like? Not Greek food, right? What would you it's uh, Middle Eastern, I think. Oh, Middle Eastern, yes. Um, and it's just a big tinfoil, a 10-inch tinfoil container of rice and whichever meat you choose and, like, just delicious shredded iceberg lettuce and, like, sauces and, like, this wicked hot hot sauce, which actually um friend of the show Destiny gave me a mason jar of that I'll occasionally... If I'm ever feeling fucking Joker-fied, I'll put that on my sandwich, and uh, <laughs> uh, it'll it'll clear your sinuses. But um, oh hell yeah, there's one in New Haven that was pretty good still. Like it doesn't obviously it's not as the as good quality as man. The New I York, haven't even been one. over there. It's still pretty good. It, it it satisfies the craving. It's next to a what was it, Alex Taco Bell? Uh, Taco Bell Cantina, the location that can Taco serve Bell alcohol. Cantina. 
Now, yes. talking about being Joker-fied, that's a fucking Joker-fied oh, business delicious. right there. It's like, Taco Bell is already literally destroying your body in every way possible. Uh, but what if... Why not give yourself what liver if, damage? It's the what two great tastes that as well? taste great together. <laughs> but I mean, that is like yeah. kind of expediting the thing, because if you get drunk and you want Taco Bell, like now you don't yeah, have to go it's anywhere. Convenient. Like, it's convenient. It's amazing. Yeah. It's next to a college. Like that, that could be the only business in that block, and you'd be fine. <laughs> like you'd, Everyone would still go there. I'm really craving. So yes, if we could travel anywhere, it would be uh, two towns over to eat Taco Bell and drink at the same time. It'd be like an hour away to have Onlyville. (laughs) Right. I really miss Onlyville. I mean, have we talked about Onlyville on the show? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely brought it up on the hot dog episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's this this hot dog place um, in Providence where I went to school that. Um, it, luckily, they're actually being very safe right now. I don't know if it's state regulations, but they're only doing takeout. So I'm thinking of driving up there soon. But um, oh, I would do weenies. it. It's. I think I'm going to go for my birthday, which is in a couple a week or so. Hmm. But um, it's it's so incredible trashy food, and the, part of the experience is eating inside. But I think you could, you know, if you're sitting in your car, it's, it's got like trashy. a. <laughs> it's a diner. It's a, it's a diner atmosphere, and the guys yeah. behind the counter are kind of rough, and they all got like strong rhode island accents and it's mm-hmm. it's an atmosphere it's good it's a dream it's a total dream to be there it's yeah. one of my favorite restaurants and we all go there and then we go to the barcade or we go to the barcade and we then go we go to only because it's That's, open till like only, 3 a.m. I, I didn't think we'd ever do it but we closed the place down like they weren't letting people in one time when we were, we were still in there oh. i don't know if you guys were there it was like three in the morning there. it was no. like maybe past two and yeah we were i don't think there. i was there i think they closed it they closed the dining area at two, and we had already sat down, so we were allowed to stand. But they had to do takeout for everyone else. It's a dream. If I lived close to there, I would be, especially if I could walk there, I would I would ruin my life eating those hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Seb, where where do you want to go? Where do, where do I want to go? Um, I would also like to go to Japan. Um, for pretty much the same reasons Nick listed. Also, I like all sorts of Japanese food and I'd like to mm. try more that is more authentic um, that you know is from there um, but also um, I've been doing for the last like couple of years I've been doing a lot of uh, like genealogy research and I've been doing a lot of like super deep you know like this is where your your ancestors were 40,000 years ago which like it's not like named people it's just like uh, based on migrations, your ancestors were probably over here, and I think that's really Jesus. cool. Um, Forty thousand years ago. Yeah, like the Ice Age. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, you you can find that out if you um, you know get a DNA test or if you know generally where your family's from. Um, uh, yeah, isn't that around when quarantine started? Forty thousand years ago. Oh, yeah, right. about then. <laughs> um, I don't even feel like it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, but I'd like to go on, like, kind of a travel tour of that kind of thing. Ooh, um, but especially to, um, like, places like England and Scotland, because that is where most of my ancestry is from. Um, I'd like to travel to Lancashire, which is uh, where my surname comes from. It comes from a little tiny village over there um, is where my name careful, comes you from. Careful, you might get docs. They might, might trace that back. No, it's spelled my... The way my name is spelled uh, now is a complete corruption. Some internet sleuths are going to go back to the Ice Age, and they're going to know where I am. That would be the funniest thing. Like, your IP. Your name so, so many time this, travels like, to Doxy. Found in the Siberian tundra. 
<laughs> well, I think if you trace the um, if you trace the um, your like anthology that far back, um, you, like when you get to the Ice Age, it gets really muddy around when like Ray Romano was there, and uh, he was the mammoth, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm trying to make an Ice Age pull, and it really no. It, let's let I let him sweat it. I, I don't know. I, I, if I could pull one more actor from that movie, maybe, or if I knew the names of the characters from that movie. Uh, Sid was the sloth. Yeah, I was gonna bring up Sid too. Wow, okay, um, that's all we got. What is it? Scratch. What's the, the name of the baby? Do you know? Do they say? I don't it? think the baby has a name. The baby's so just the baby. So friends of the show know um, uh, former roommate Jensen. That was his childhood movie. He really liked insane. The Ice Age. <laughs> Really, really good. I mean, we all watched Ice Age, but I don't think it was anybody's favorite. They did make like yeah, eight of them. It was. I, if you're looking it, for a laugh and you're really like, and you don't can't conjure this image in your mind, I recommend you look up what the baby's face from Ice Age One looks like. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, if you, that's pretty funny. If, if you can't, if you can't think of if if that doesn't conjure an image in your head, Google it and you'll have a good time. It'll be good for like one laugh. It's, uh, it's, it's don't cast promise. It's, it's really not... disappointing because Blue Sky is like the only big animation studio, the like the only animation studio in Connecticut, and this is what they do. It's Ice Age. So, the Ice several Age very popular films. It's a local pride of ours. Is the Ice Age it, films? There's they're monuments. popular, but they suck. They're not good. Most popular things are bad, man. We'll, we'll determine this next mm. week when we review it. I think so. We're going to do we'll Ice Age. Um, so we we got to uh, go through the Blue Sky catalog. Oh, fuck. God. What are you... Haven't you done enough to me? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Rio. We're going to do Spies in Disguise. Oh, uh, oh that seemed good. That's, yeah, that doesn't Rango? Seem good. Did they do Rango? I think they did, did, they do Rango? I think they did Rango Unchained. <laughs> oh, okay. If they actually did Rango, I would be like... I, I would be interested in revisiting that movie. I'd be interested in getting Rangoed. But, um... And you robots. Oh. Who remembers Rango? Anyway, I would like to go try some haggis and some, uh, black pudding and some blood sausage. Uh, just another... I don't have, like, a ton of... Haggis is supposed to be really bad, though. I would love to go to Vietnam. I'd like it. I would love to go to Vietnam. I'd love to go to Vietnam and and eat there. And, like, there's just... Vietnamese hot dogs. Yeah, Those yeah, good. sure. Vietnamese hot dogs are really good. I like pho. The pickled vegetables. I, I like, um, oh man, I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like a good Vietnamese place. I don't think so. Like, oh, I don't really had, like um, uh, like food from around that area. Wow. I don't know why. South, just, Southeast Asia? Yes, yeah, Southeast Asia. I'm, I'm not really a Southeast Asia like food, and I'm not like an Indian food person. Hmm. I'm just, I'm a that's Japanese all the, that's food all the person. Good stuff. That's it. Oh, there is a local Indian food place by the Five Guys that I have yet to try. Have you? Oh, uh, yeah, delicious. The buffet. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? I went. I went before when buffets were a thing. I went. But. Yeah, we'll have to do takeout. I I have never had it, and Jensen Hunter always said it was. It's delicious. Anyway, um, those are all the local places that we would go to if we could eat. Yes. If we could drive an hour and sit in them with us, the other places we would go to. <laughs> I'd go to Samurai Ramen, <laughs> even though it's like. Yeah. We're not saying we got real local at the end. Yeah, we are. We are. We are revealing the depths of the depths of our despair right now. And when we come back, we promise to. I would. I would even. I want to go to a Reinforced Cafe just because they got cool animatronics. Okay, now this is just getting abstract. So. 
Uh, when we come back, when I tra- we yeah, are travel. hopefully going to be a little funnier, and we are going to mm. talk what? about. That no, was we're good. we're gonna be uh, we're gonna try and lighten the mood a little bit instead of just going. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, we're uh, this. Hey, remember this thing that we used to do that was very easy and simple. Well, now it's mm. destroyed like every small pleasure in the world. And uh, speaking of small pleasures, we are going to watch. And uh, we're going to talk about Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations after this brief break. Yeah. Bye. Oh, yeah. Mm, That was incredible. I'm going down. Anthony Bourdain, Sin Reservas, in TLC. Now, I love pigeons. Most of my fellow New Yorkers refer to them as rats with wings, but not chefs. Chefs know they were imported to New York originally as food. In most cultures, however, they are still highly regarded as a delicacy, and specially bred as they are here in Cairo, on rooftop coops or in the countryside. At Farahat Restaurant down a narrow alley in the middle of the market, people don't feed pigeons. Pigeons rightly feed people. This is not an everyday dish. This is a special, this yes. is a delicacy. Yes, a pigeon was always a delicacy to have this kind of uh, bird. And the newlyweds, it was also a belief that uh, the pigeon would be like an aphrodisiac. Aphrodisiac, huh? Yeah, right. If everything I've had described to me in my travels as an aphrodisiac actually worked, half the world would be walking around with a boner. You'd get pregnant just taking the bus or a subway. First, the pigeon's cavity and neck are stuffed with rice seasoned with cinnamon, cardamom, and bay leaf. Then simmered in stock until tender before being rolled in spices and seared in a pan until caramelized. The birds are served with tahini, the usual salad side of cucumbers and tomatoes, and pickled vegetables. This is soup. Soup? Yes. Pigeon soup. Ah, nice. Let's eat. So, what first? Try the tahina. Good. Love it. Soup from pigeon. It's very heavy. Terrific. That's good for you, too. Sometimes good for you is also really good. Mm. That's delicious. Utterly delicious, by the way. No two ways about it. You don't have to be an adventurous eater. Just dig in. They're great. In America, we've kind of lost sight over time with, a, with another great culinary tradition because all the great cultures of the world eat pigeon as a delicacy. I mean, certainly the French, the Italians, uh, everywhere in the Arab world. It was popular in medieval Europe, yeah. eating pigeon. Oh, it's, it's still popular in France, so you'd find it in the very finest restaurants. So, next time a pigeon craps on your windshield, lure him into a cage, mm. feed him abundantly for a few weeks, then kill him and eat him. That'll teach him. For a little bird, that's a really, that's a big, that's a nice meal. I'm Anthony Bourdain. I write, I travel, I eat, and I'm hungry for more.
I am creating a deep spiritual bond with my ancient ancestors by also jerking off to Aphrodite. It's just We're like him. Record- We're not recording, right? <laughs> Nick will just say it on next week's episode anyway. Yeah, you have to I will. cut that I, I out. I want to put it week. cold open That's for awful. the next one. All right, all right. So, uh, but this is Alex's week, right? So let's oh, let him take the spotlight. Oh, what a segue. Hi, and welcome back to Please Don't Cast. It's my week this week, and we're talking about Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations. No yeah, reservation. A no travel channel slash discovery series. Um, they fused at some point in the late 2000s, yeah. right? Uh, it, yeah, definitely the later seasons are travel, but it was discovery on the first handful. So Fused is such an excellent... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that happened, and that's actually part of why he took the deal with CNN, is because he didn't like the new management that he was under when the networks fucking did the fucking right, fusion yeah. dance. Networks are bad, <laughs> It's dance. awful. Network's it's bad. fucking awful. But yeah, this is a... We kind of summarized it at the beginning of the show, but this is a travel... Uh, travel food show primarily based around you know a very colorful character Anthony Bourdain uh, and all of his unfiltered opinions about everything Uh, the most interesting thing to me about this show um, and we'll get into it but this is the draw for someone like me I, I like food shows I like travel stuff but there's an x factor here that is Anthony and how he like is just so real about everything that he thinks all the time. He's very, yeah. and not in the like conservative way that you hear people say that, uh, where they're like, you know, they're shitheads that he says what's on his mind. But no, he's he's actually mm-hmm. like very knowledgeable about all this stuff, but also like, fuck Starbucks, like we said, and stuff he like is, that. Yeah, I don't know. He has surprisingly good politics for one of these guys. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so in one of the perfect. episodes, yeah. But, yeah in right. one of the episodes I watched, he was like, "Ah, the gypsies or Romani or whatever the hell it's okay to call them right now," and I was like, "Ooh." And yeah. he grew up in the '60s. That's not an excuse, but uh, it's a color. But somebody. yeah, he's he's really the he's the draw for me, and the fact that like he's not as like clean cut as a lot of the types of people who do these shows. It's a little mm. bit more um, real in a way that, like he actually cares about going to see what these places have to offer. And, and in some travel shows, it's like a little bit more produced in a way that it feels faker, yeah. I think. Not that uh, like this could be, you know, I, there's obviously a level of artifice anyway, because this is a TV show. But it feels a lot more genuine than, you know, any given travel show on now, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, the yes, number yeah. of like, like he doesn't censor what he's saying ever at all. <laughs> right, and he doesn't just, shy away. He, from swearing, they just have to bleep it out and deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I imagine if you are a producer, this guy is like hell to deal with. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. no, his producer. He talks to his producer on the show, and she seems pretty chill. Yeah. And one of the other things I I like about Bourdain specifically is that like he will kind of talk about what the like more nightlife scene is like he he likes to drink so he'll always be like this yeah. is the place and this is what you do to get fucked up here and that's not something <laughs> yeah. that a and tv he will show appear really does drunk that on much. the show like, yeah it's... i watched him walking through the streets of what where were they they were in finland he was walking through the streets with his like guide dude and they were drunk they were fucked yeah, up absolutely and yeah. like that's that's cool to me as someone who would be looking to do those things if I were to travel mm. to any of these places. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, had you guys just watched a handful of episodes, anything that jumped out? Because that's how I watch this. I haven't watched every episode, but I've just, you know, been like, oh, this seems cool. Or, oh, I don't know what they eat here. 
Um, yeah. So, so we could just, you know, talk through whatever you liked, whatever you didn't like. Uh, any episodes you watched, something notable from them. Nick, do you want to go first? I would love first? to go first. Okay. Um, I So I, I've read a little bit of Anthony Bourdain's writing only because people like will tweet out every now and then like, oh, here's this thing he said. The one that I saw got that got huge play and like a huge spread was um, him saying, once you've been to Cambodia, you'll never stop wanting to wring uh, Henry Kissinger's neck with your bare hands. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all right, somebody who gets it, you know, unjust wars and stupid politics and all that. No, he's not just the kind of person who will just like go like, oh, yes, the American empire. We, well, you know, all these military bases are good and we have to keep our, you know, uh, our global hegemony and all this stuff. Like, it's one of those things where it's like things that American politics American politics happen to places. Like when American politics happens to a place, it fucks up that place forever. Yep. And he is not—he is not uh, shy about bringing it up. Yeah. On the episode I watched, um, where he he went to Lisbon, quite a lot of the episode was a lot of the locals talking about how being in Portugal sucks. Like <laughs> Portugal sucks. There's no jobs. You can't go anywhere. The, you're poor. Um, there's not a big music scene. Or anything like they're all just like yeah it sucks here but i live here and here's my food <laughs> Ooh, relatable <laughs> uh, yeah um, they, they go more into it um with like uh you know dictatorship salazar whatever um and like why everything sucks um mm-hmm. how like they don't have any exports and they have to depend on um tourism and all that which tourism is pretty much just going to be in lisbon um but yeah, like it, it's surprising how real he makes it, whereas a lot of other travel shows are like, yeah, look at this beautiful vista and wow, the mm. mystical shrine here. Something very funny that I would like to note is that um, in his in his Egypt episode, he makes a point of oh, never yeah. visiting the pyramids. We, we, yeah. we, so, we just oh, watched that one the other day. One. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a very funny. He's like uh, almost every other scene he's like, and you'd think that I'd be here and I'd get to see the pyramids. And it's like clearly that his agent didn't book it for him or something. No, no, no. He doesn't want to go because he's like, he's like, uh, he he keeps expressing. He's like, I, out of uh, my own personal distaste for anything that's touristy, even if it's good. I will not go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I got the opposite energy from him where he's like, he's like saying he's not going because he, like he keeps bringing it up because he does want to go. But maybe it's because he. <laughs> His his moral standard, or his, he's like, yeah, I can't I, go, but yeah. I really want to go. It's, it, yeah. he's got, he talks about this a lot in his in the Vienna episode, which is one of the ones I watched. He's like, uh, he he talks about how much he hates all this shit. Looking at like this big Christmas market that Vienna is famous for, he's like, look at this. This is called Saint Nick's Market. This is a big Santa thing i i hate all this shit so much <laughs> <laughs> and he's like but there's food here that i gotta try and this and he goes to get like mm. uh one of the special cheese sausages and a bunch of mm. uh and like little jaeger shots yeah he doesn't um, go to like fancy places like in the right. um, yeah. no, no reservations I is very much the like double meaning yeah he didn't name make any reservations for, yeah uh-huh. it's a yeah, great he that's, went to a street stall to while he show. was drunk Right. Um, uh-huh. With like terrible food, but he was like, that's great because he was drunk. Yeah. As, um, as and he had a... somebody's grandma, random grandma, just yeah. make him food. That, that, no, he'll, thank, he'll thank that you for bringing yeah. that up, yeah. Seth. Yeah. That, is, that. that is two of my favorite things that he does on the show. Um, I, I, you know, I mentioned that, you know, he goes out to get fucked up. And one of the things that I love about that is that he'll always touch on some sort of street food or some sort of food, staple food that the local people eat. 
Um, mm-hmm. And also all those kind of street stalls, all those really gross fatty food that'll mop up all the al- alcohol. All that stuff is really good. Um, yeah, it's like going to New York. Like you can't yeah. go to New York and not get like a pretzel or a hero or something like that. And then hero. Oh, oh uh, guys. And so I've I, so in, in that vein, one of the ones I watched. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, he goes to Vienna and uh, it's he's you know Vienna Austria uh, and he's like talking to a guy who used to uh, who lived there as a kid then went to work in Mexico and went to work somewhere else. And he's like, all right, so on those lonely nights. Uh, you know, when you get home and you're like, wow, man, I wish I was back in Vienna. What was the food that you want missed the most? And he's like, a Kazakreiner. And then he's like, what the fuck is that? It means pus finger in German. Mm. It's the grossest oh name. God. It's the grossest name for a sausage, a grilled street sausage with cheese in it. Nice. That when you like take a bite out of it, the cheese like explodes into your mouth. Cool. And, I mean, the um, name makes sense, and, but it doesn't sound appetizing. Exactly. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is, uh, he's like, the joke. Yeah. he's like, oh my God, I can imagine if you were making that for yourself, you got to be really careful that the hot cheese doesn't explode onto you. Uh, and he's like, yes, absolutely. That's the case. And so <laughs> they get, at the very end of the episode, they get completely tanked and they go onto the snow covered street and they get Casa Kreiners and they're like, oh yeah, this is the good That's stuff. The good <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, and then oh. what? Oh, sorry, Seth. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm like, I keep going into like my impressions. And... Yeah. And then uh, just one of the other things that Which I really is... like that they'll do pretty often um, is that if, if they can swing it, they'll have a meal with someone's family. Mm-hmm. And that is always probably the most interesting part of any given episode to me, because like that, like finding an old, old lady who, you know, has cooked for her family for God knows how long and make like the most traditional, normal, like this is what we have for a big dinner meal is just so fascinating because you can see all these restaurants yeah. and all this stuff, but like, what do people actually cook and how do they actually cook it? it it's just, it's very cool. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, like, especially like in any, any time he goes to Italy or anything, he'll find the oldest, sweetest Italian grandmother to make an insane <laughs> fucking homemade <laughs> pasta and all this. Uh, it's so good. It's Sweet great. Gra- no, the, the Finland the up I watched, they, they got somebody's grandma and the grandma, the daughter and the granddaughter who was an adult and they all got drunk while making this stuff and yeah. the, they were making, I don't remember what they were called, but they're like these little like pastry pouches with like stuff in them and the women kept mm. being like, and they got bleeped out, but they were like, yeah, you got to make it look like a vagina. And <laughs> they kept saying that. And he's like, oh, mine doesn't look very good. And they're like, ah, it's probably because you don't have one. <laughs> it, it, it was great. It was very good. Um, and they were all swearing. And, and it wasn't like a sweet old grandma. It was like a, it was a drunk old grandma. Oh, absolutely. And they, it was yeah. great. That's it was amazing. so wonderful. Because that's how they do it, I guess, in Finland. Yeah. Just get drunk and, and make vagina pastries. Uh, so Nick, what were your favorite episodes? Well, I want to talk about the uh, episodes I watched. I watched uh, Cambodia, Nicaragua. I watched uh, Vienna, and I watched uh, Hokkaido, the region of Japan. And um, uh, starting with Cambodia, of course, because of that piece of writing that I had mentioned, it was great because they talk about what happened with the, you know, the uh, how the Americans caused this problem and created the space for the Khmer Rouge to uh, like have this huge horrible massacre that left a lot of traditional cooking completely destroyed because so many people were killed and now it's a lot of people who were who returned to the country from somewhere else or who have only been alive since the end of that bloody chapter of history so traditional cooking isn't as like 
it's not as fleshed out there as it would be, you know, if it had a more continuous history. Mm-hmm. And um, but they were still like lots of really interesting, like lots of just like incredibly interesting dishes that he wanted to show off. But he was also talking to people who were getting involved in local politics. And he was talking about the history of this place. And I really did love that. Um, but, you know, he was also uh, uh, like uh, joking around about um like oh what what do you what do you go to eat when you have a hangover and it's like all right well i go to this place on the street and i get this huge bowl of meat and chicken and plantains <laughs> yeah. all like steamed yes. together in plantain leaves it's so not what we what what blows my mind is like how different the food is everyone else, everywhere else like it's it's a stupid thing to say but like when we get drunk and we're driving home it's it's going to be like mcdonald's or something oh yeah when you're yeah. drunk and you're driving Fried home chicken. right yeah, when I'm drunk driving home, um, it's McDonald's. But no, um, but instead having a hearty soup and like meat, like real, real food. I mean, cities are different because places stay up, you know, places, places stay open longer. Here where we are, it's like, you know, like 24-hour businesses are, are our only option. But yeah, that, that's, that part of it is really interesting. Mm. I absolutely soup. agree. Yeah. They seem to... Um, like, like, I think that that's something that works super well. Yeah, McDonald's is... A place that's everywhere like our food has infiltrated every single country yet somehow they just still commercialize all personalities removed from it you know yeah for the most part yeah yeah somehow they like other countries still manage to have their like um old standbys their old um staples like that like they're not like oh yeah i guess i'll just go to the mcdonald's they're like no i go by, by the ramen shop because there is a mcdonald's and a ramen shop but the ramen shop is way fucking better. Whereas here, we don't have another choice. Well, yeah, in America, we don't have a culture. <laughs> uh, we the, we astroturfed yeah. the culture of the indigenous people, and now we have McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, we got some stuff here. We got some barbecue and stuff. Yes. But yeah, I mean, know, like Onlyville. Onlyville is our go-to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked oh, about absolutely. that in the first segment. That place yeah. is open late. It's a That's good comfort food. It's perfect when you're drunk. The people are nice, but not too nice. <laughs> They're nice, but in Excellent. like a rough kind of way. Yeah, mm, absolutely. But um, so Cambodia was a great episode because of its focus on politics. Nicaragua was also good for the same kind of reason, but also because everyone was constantly razzing him. They were not telling him what meat it was, and people would like lie to him That's and great. try to like get try to get him to do like a spit <laughs> take or whatever. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we got that off the street. That's like a that's that's roadkill. That's a cat. He, he's just continuing to eat it. Like he's not he's not. Like, <laughs> he's phased. like fine. I like it. Yeah, he's not phased by it at all. He's like if this that's what you burger, eat here. This street burger that is like a mystery meat. Uh, they're like, oh no, it's it's dog. We we loved that dog. We had him for ten years or whatever. And he's like, I'll tell you this. It's not dog. I've had dog. Oh. This is not dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised like how a... willing he is to try everything. Like, I know, like, yeah. that's the travel food show. But the thing is, like, I feel like everybody has their own limits and everybody has their own things they prefer. But he will eat absolutely yeah. anything. Like, he talks it... about how much he hates sweets in the VN episode. Yeah. That made me laugh. Like, <laughs> oh, really? He was yeah, saying, like... like oh. One of the episodes I was watching, he was like, I love bitter. I'm like, who loves bitter? Gotta love bitter. You love bitter? Somebody who's bitter. Oh, somebody who bitter smokes the all the time. I guess so. Drinks coffee all the time. Yeah, coffee and alcohol. And, you know, like, that's, you have that, it's part of the palate, man. Mm. And some bitter mm. in there. I guess so. But, yeah, uh, yeah he, he ate, like, 
horse on one episode that I watched. Um, which I guess isn't unusual in a lot of places, but I know for like Americans and most of the West, it's taboo. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah, mm. our Western cowboy roots prevent us from eating horses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, there's uh, like him being able to try whatever is definitely part of it. But I every because of these were like late seasons I was watching, I found that he was always like had a degree of familiarity with like pretty much everything. Oh yeah, like, he's, he's like, like yeah, oh, I've been here yes. before. Not even just oh, I've been here before, but like. Ah, yes, this is what you make out of, like, some things. Like, you know, if you are making butchering an entire cow, it's like, this is what you do with the stomach. This is what you do with the liver. This is what you do with the heart. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, oh, man, I've had, like, cow's heart, like, so many times. I'm like, I'm starting to think that the heart's one of the best cuts of meat there is. Like, all this wow. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, he'll eat brain. He He ate, on one episode I watched on the um, Tokyo one, he ate, like, all sorts of pieces of a giant eel. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's like, oh yeah, here's mm-hmm. the guts. Oh, they're kind of ugly, but I'll eat them anyway. I haven't seen him eating any, eat any bugs, but I'm sure he's eaten bugs. Um, wow. which is super taboo, I think for people in the West, because we, we don't have like large tasty bugs. So it just never mm-hmm. got ingrained in, I don't think any European culture and then didn't get carried yeah. over here. Like we just don't have I... large tasty bugs. It's all flies. It's gross. <laughs> um, there's like... There's so much like uh, the Vienna episode, I think, was my favorite of the bunch just because it's like uh, a good third of it is references to The Third Man, a movie that I had just watched yeah. <laughs> when I uh, and um, uh, like he goes in the Ferris wheel that has a famous scene from that film and he makes fun of uh, how fat Orson Welles got. And then uh, he's no. like, uh, and then he goes down into the, the, the water processing plant that they have. That's just like, there's just like doors that open up underneath the city to the waterways and you can just walk around in them. Cause they did the famous thing, famous uh, like police chase scene through there. But uh, it was also wow. good. Cause it's like, he's talking about like, Oh, the mood here is so like Christmassy in the winter and it's all like cheer and warm, fatty foods and like all fucking desserts and i fucking hate this dessert shit like i don't know i didn't come here for this but they want me to have some Unbelievable. <laughs> and it's like uh, having this like this like you know incredibly sweet rich chocolate coffee dessert cake thing and he's like yeah it's fine i guess like this is not really what i want but <laughs> that's I, a good point i mean he never does discuss in all the episodes i watched i don't think i saw him eat a, a single dessert <laughs> yeah but I think that for the most part, I just got to say that I really enjoyed this show. It was absolutely a, a wonderful time. And I liked his personality. I liked how you go through all the politics of each place, like talk about the history. It's more than just the history because the history informs what gets made and eaten there. And um, I, I think I'm going to throw it to uh, to Seb because I'm sure I'm going to have more to chime in with on other mm, stuff. Yeah, I keep like almost going into my impressions yeah, and yeah, like Seb, trying Seb, to stop give me, myself. Give me your impressions. Yeah, um, your impressions. That's the merits of a good... Good yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, going off what you Don't just said. Don't have any reservations about it. Yeah, <laughs> going off what, what wow. Nick just said about um, the like politics of, and history of a place affecting what's eaten the, eaten there. Um, I really liked how that came in, especially in the Lisbon episode, um, where there were like a bunch of like um, groups that migrated in that brought in their own food. Like they went to a. Um, uh, a place that was like kind of um what was he he was yugoslavian um they went to like oh. one of these places and then in finland they went to a romani place um so they they don't just stick to what is um like 
oh, it's only Finnish people here. They're the only ones who live here. That's like going to, like, Boston and not trying any Irish pubs or not going in, into any Italian right. restaurants or anything. Like, wh- wh- what it's are you going to do? It's what the people eat in this yeah. area, not um, what this area is known for. Yeah. Um, or even uh, he went into Tokyo and there was, like, this guy with a really popular ramen shop and he was, like, I don't know, he he was from Europe. Like, he, he wasn't American, um, but he was white. And everyone was like, yeah, the white guy makes really good ramen. Like, they didn't, they huh. they weren't like, oh, no, he's white, so he can't be authentic. It was like, no, he learned from, like, he's he's got ramen, and it's good. Good food is good yeah. food. I mean, you can't argue yeah. with it. Um, and I also kind of, like, it, it re- reminded me how, um, so I've got a bunch of online friends who are from Europe, and they're from, like, sort of, um like war-torn places like i've got a friend in um bosnia i've got a friend in poland and the polish friend would talk about like oh yeah my grandma used to make this like post-war food shit and it was nasty because it's like made out of like only potatoes or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah they they talk about that like it it really does affect uh the food you eat like whether you're you've been to war or whether there's been a famine or who's brought what kind of food in. And I'm glad he didn't shy away from that because there's so many other uh, food shows. And I've, I've grown up watching Food Network and HGTV because that's what my mom had on all the time. Um, and a lot of them, they're, they're like, oh, yeah, we're in uh, we're in Hong Kong. And, uh, yeah, the, um, the British were here and stuff. And... You know that's cool and, and stuff. But they left. We're not sure why. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, or they would go into like fine. all this other stuff like China, oh, yeah, Portuguese that, traders. Yeah. They're <laughs> like Portuguese traders were here. That's cool. And I'm like, what? You're not. You're just gonna gloss over that. You're gonna mention it and just gloss over it. I'd rather you not mention it at all. If you're just gonna be like, right. yeah, it was fine. Um, as if it didn't affect anything at all. Um, but I I do like that he goes into all that. Um. There, there really are no reservations. Like he, he will talk the politics. He will talk <laughs> the, um, the nitty gritty. It's such a good name. Yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll, so yeah, well. he'll swear. Um, he'll go to people's houses. Um, I was super excited actually. I posted this in chat. Um, what he did in Finland um, was he was being interviewed on a radio show, and um, he was like dude, everyone keeps telling me to find somebody's grandma who he, he was like, I need to find a gilf, a grandma I'd like to feed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was like, I, I need to find a grandma to make me some food. So they got a call in from somebody listening to the show. And she was like, yo, my grandma can drink and make you some food. And hey. so they went over there. And actually the, um, the woman who called in, was wearing a shirt with um, album art and like the name Taro on it, and I was like, Taro, I love that band. Um, it was just funny because that's a very Finnish band that I oh, like, I yeah. guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> Taro is is the side project. Uh, well, actually, he was in this band first, but it's it's a band that um, Marco Hytala from uh, um, Nightwish, which is a very very big metal band, um, is something okay. that he's in. Anyway, like, I just thought that was so cool that, that that was there. Like, it's like, oh, it really is Finland. Um, it's the culture, man. It's the right. culture, man. The culture it's the underground Finnish metal scene. 
Um, so cool. So, uh, and also the show made me hungry. I really <laughs> want good food. I yeah. don't have any good food in my house. I just ate bad grocery store sushi because the Japanese <laughs> one made me so hungry. Um, and it makes me, like, whenever I watch one of these shows, it makes me want to cook. It makes me want to cook. I can't cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've complained about this every time we've had to cook on the on the show. Um, <laughs> like, the spinach puffs episode stressed me out so fucking much. Um, oh, well, it wasn't man. the spinach. It was the binging with Babbage episode. Again. We're going to no, do it again. Once... <sighs> Once this pandemic ends, which you know any day now, um, I'll come. We're over rounding the corner. Because I'm, I'm really I'm on a big cooking kick. Yeah. This year, and it's um, um, hopefully we'll get to do it. I later. actually for Christmas last year I had my family because my family was like, "What do you need? You just moved out this year. What do you What do you need?" And I'm like, I, uh, no. "Cooking stuff. I, I guess I'll try cooking." And they got me a bunch of pots and pans and and shit like that. And my mom got uh, me. Do you have a cast yeah. iron? That's changed my life. I do not have a cast iron pan. Those are expensive. It's good. Um, no, they're like 10 bucks. Where? You can get one at the grocery store. Okay. I got mine at Stop and Shop. All right. I was looking in the wrong place. I went yeah. to go get Christmas presents for my my parents, and I went to Kitsch in um, Mystic Village. Oh, yeah. They, that, they're their cast iron pans <laughs> are like $200. Yeah. I was like, what and the th- fuck? That pan probably is better than my Stop and Shop one, yeah. but... They looked very yeah, good. Maybe not $190 better. Yeah, they had like a cast iron Dutch <laughs> yeah. oven. Um, yeah, get the hell out of here. God, it looked really, really heavy. Ours is really made heavy. of iron. We have an iron <laughs> pan that works fine. Um, it's, it's literally just a hunk of iron that's been put into like a... A cast? A cast. It's a cast <laughs> iron. Like, that's all you I, do. I definitely relate, though. I, I definitely, like... Am interested in trying to make things watching this, yeah, even though I'm my, not that uh, good at it either. <laughs> yeah, I had my mom get me, and actually, Bank Bank brought home like a ramen topia, ramen topia, um, cookbook because mm-hmm. we both like ramen, and ramen is yummy and easy to make most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. So we got that. We also have the um, what was it? It was the meme ramen book where she just put like. Like, uh, instant ramen, like, in everything. Oh. We have that just because it's stupid. And then I got, I had my parents, <laughs> I had my mom get me, um, for Christmas last year, the World of Warcraft cookbook. Um, oh. which, there's oh, a lot yeah. of stuff in there that looks really good. But I'm so nervous because cooking stresses me out. There's too much multitasking. I can bake. Like, I can put things in a pan and put it in the oven. Be okay. But if I have to be, like... Oh yeah, mix this while this is going, but make sure that doesn't burn. A light then, simmer. Uh, yeah, like oh god, like <laughs> make sure make sure you sear this. Light simmer is scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it's like oh, but but make sure you prep everything beforehand because if you didn't, you're gonna fuck up because you you're gonna be wasting your time and you're gonna burn. Is the this shit. some kind of standing oh. thing with uh with Cam, you and Alex? Because you you like collapsed when he said light simmer is that is there something already going no, on in your house with that? that that's the funny that's to say yeah cooking stresses me out light simmer <laughs> what the fuck does that mean like grill yeah, yeah, what the fuck is this i understand medium like, saucepan <laughs> medium saucepan i only have a pot <laughs> i have to buy a baking a sheet for this pan. i did um, so I went over to a friend of the show, Sarah and Desiree's apartment uh, last night, and we were going to make a, a square, like a baking sheet pizza. 
and mm-hmm. I texted Sarah beforehand. I'm like, you guys have a square or a rectangular baking sheet, right? I don't need to bring one. She's like, yeah, I got one. And I showed up and it was on the stove and it was really, really shallow. Like it was a real, it was like almost a cookie sheet. Oof. And I was like, that's not the pan, right? And Sarah's like, uh, <laughs> it is. It ended up working out totally fine. Like it, it totally worked. But sometimes you do need the right tools. But also you can, you can make shit work with, with the wrong tool sometimes. It's you, totally fine. you can, but I, I can't. Like, I don't know. Right. You need a, a little bit of prior yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I need prior knowledge and intuition, and I have neither. Um, but this show makes me want to try, because, like, I think about sometimes, like, I don't know how to cook. That's such an essential skill. Basic thing. Basic skill of, like, That humans have life. had for thousands, tens of thousands of years, is you can put something over a fire and make some food i i have been making myself i've been sustaining myself for the past couple of weeks on like the uh like the basic uh thing that they feed to pow's to keep them alive like the the chicken rice and broccoli Mm -hmm. uh, and putting a little sriracha on it it's been great i've been uh losing weight doing good cardio with it but it's also like it's not gourmet in any sense of the word you know it's just like like if somebody said what can you make i wouldn't ever make them that you know i would just feel like uh shit let's make you something good instead yeah (laughs) well another thing that comes up on the show a lot is um especially like on the cook it raw episode and and the um which was in tokyo they they have like this gathering called cook it raw which yeah, is that one is they, a little bit different oh. if you want to explain the setup a little more um yeah i'd love to hear yeah, that. so so it was kind of it was a conference slash gathering of a bunch of chefs from all around the world and they came together in tokyo and what they had to do was they had to go out and kind of forage their ingredients they literally went out in the woods and foraged ingredients like mushrooms right. yeah, and can, wild onions you and have to find duck. everything you cook yeah, you have to find oh, wow. everything you or cook. Or find or kill every, anything you cook. Yeah, so they did that. Um, well, think, are there oysters in Japan? Because it wouldn't well, be they, cheating if I just did no, that. They, they also, <laughs> they easy. went to the market and bought some stuff, I think. But Yeah, I um, think um, if, most of the if they couldn't they find it find. while foraging, they, they did go to the marketplace. But yeah. um, they, they had the to find and cook that. everything. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it was great. fun to watch them, like, just go out in the woods and be like, can I eat this? And then just put it in their mouth. Yeah, and they had, like, oh. you know, guides that, <laughs> guides there being like, no, that's poison. Like, no, you can't yeah. have that. Yeah. yeah. A little extra. You should, you should not be just grabbing mushroos out of the ground and being <laughs> yeah. like, all right, throw that shit in a pan. We got to get it. We got to get it out there. Um, or actually, no, not even throw that shit in a pan, right? They're like, like, just, I don't know, chop it up and put it in a salad because yeah. it's got to be raw. No, that's not this. Like, it, it was, you have to find it. Like I think okay, was the so it's just, raw part. Um, right. It's just the gathering part that needs to be raw, not the yeah. Uh, because they did put things over a fire. Like the guy who got right, duck, yeah. um, I think he he ended up also buying some duck because he couldn't get enough duck. Like right, yeah, caught. you have to be, be able to make enough portions for everyone. Yeah. It's more fun that way when you give a little bit of the yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, that, that was a really yeah. unique episode. It was cool. Yeah, to it see. was it was cool. It was it was fun wow. to see all these chefs coming together and talking and and about all this. Um, seeing what they all did like it was kind of like a like an iron chef thing one of those cooking competitions but they weren't like really competing they were just like let me yeah, see what i can was, do with this the and, atmosphere is really interesting because it's like yeah it was really chill more, much more collaborative like friendly mm-hmm. and experimental they were like okay well you know i have these five things that i was able to go find yeah what, they weren't you know, competing. as opposed to all of his usual shit talking yeah they, <laughs> yeah they were like in the woods together like hey look at this hey i got some mushrooms hey there's something over there like all together um and then you know what, wow. what they talked about at the end um a few of them were like nobody is saying that they hope your dish sucks everybody wants it to 
to go well because if it goes well everyone has a good time and has a good meal um but another thing they said was um one of them commented that um the, like in a lot of places like in america or like in all these gourmet circles you have to have like tons of spices and all this like crazy preparation around everything whereas you can make something that's really good but also really simple and that's like the greatest thing um i was making that oh, yeah. joke about oysters but I, I i something i fucking forgot about uh in uh to mention in my impressions because i was uh, too busy being distracted by the uh topically expired chicken uh salad that i ate earlier <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but um, I, I actually bought uh, one of Anthony Bourdain's first books to read for the research for this show. Well, something that he talks about it is that oysters are the perfect one down. of the perfect foods. He said because yeah, what, what are you doing? Nothing. I, uh, I was just. All right, I thought I was you, leaning. I thought I was leaning too far back. Tight five. I was leaning too far. It was making a lot of noise food? when you were holding all right, it. You're right. like shaking your mic around. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so, sorry. Um, so anyway, he's talking about how oysters are like the perfect food uh, in that they come out of the water and then in like five minutes with no preparation are ready to be eaten. Yeah. Yeah. With like, yeah. They're with like maybe a little bit of butter, maybe a little bit of hot mm-hmm. sauce if you want that. But you don't need it because it's in its own sauce already. Yeah. It's alive until like 30 yeah. seconds it's before It's like the banana. It. It's in its wrapper. Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> Um, no, I it's love oysters. It's even more crazy than the than banana because like bananas like were cultivated over True. that over yes. period of time to like be that good because you can go and get like plantains that are not as right. like marketable as the bananas that we have mm. but are still like you know good tasty in their own wrapper and but oysters in their own shell ready to be eaten already they're not going to poison you or anything if you eat them raw or or they're and they're not going to even taste very bad they're going to taste yeah, like they're, an oyster. Yeah, just pay a lot of money to, to eat oysters. Any pearls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You fish it up and it's like, ah, there's oysters. That's good. I mean, same with any kind of clam. Like you could eat a lot of clams raw. Um, Mm. I wouldn't recommend all of them raw, but you know, or you just like fish them up, put it in a pot, eat it. That's it. Like you Uh don't even, like you don't need butter. That's some of my favorite writing and like, uh, like editorializing he does on the show is when he's like, oh yeah, this is the simplest thing in the entire universe to do. And it's, it's very good. He's like, ah, yes, uh, here I am in Vienna and I want something that I could get anywhere in the world, a grilled sausage, but it's going to be really good here. (laughs) Those, those bits are good. I also really, I'm really into the like insanely intricate preparations too. They Mm -hmm. do those, you know, every so often you'll have like, oh, okay. They're here at one in the morning to start making the broth for this noodle or whatever oh yeah and then they sell out before 7 a.m because everyone comes and gets it and all that that thing with the fucking plantain leaves that i was talking about earlier was so elaborate for me because like you know what when you get there and you order it it's there for you in 30 seconds but for them to cook it is like we have like piled this stuff high with sweet fruit and spices and Mm -hmm. meats and it's this giant, like, it's as big as this fucking chair that I'm sitting in, the thing that they're cooking this in. Mm-hmm. And and the, the plantain leaves are covering the whole thing, and they're steaming it in the plantain leaves. And then some drunk guy wanders off the street and is like, yeah, can I get an entire plate of that? And they're like, yeah, sure, it's ready for you. We've been cooking for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. it only took crazy. us all day to make, but here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Here you go. I, I don't think I could ever be that patient. I, I could never be somebody who cooks like that. But mm-hmm. this show does give me hope that oh if i want to make something simple it can also be really good yes um mm. like especially the the um finland i keep wanting to say helsinki because he was in helsinki but it, it, it the whole episode was just finland 
because yeah. he goes that to Lapland. That was a fun one. And he goes, yeah, he, <laughs> he eats yeah, a he lot of He talks about how cold it is all the time. Yeah, he's like, it's oh, so fucking I cold, I hate it. <laughs> he's really um, miserable in that episode because Oh, yeah, of how they, cold they it go is. out, like, on a boat, and he's like, I hate this. I sat on a mackerel. I, <laughs> he's always talking about, like, you know, <laughs> why could they have just gone to, you know, somewhere warm again? Like, it's yeah. very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's some of my favorite stuff is when he's uh, talking about a place he's in, and he's like, this place isn't the best place I've ever been. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a jerk, but I do hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. I'm going to eat the food and have a good time, but yeah. I hate this place. Yeah. Um, I watched an episode in Sydney, Australia, and he was getting really mad that no one will say anything bad about Sydney. Like they were all like, "No, it's great. The weather is amazing. It's a great time to be in Sydney. The food is really good." And he's like, "This sucks." Like, it's like so everyone like acts it. like a tourist here. Um, well, no, that just everyone was too content and happy. Like, yeah, just complete like, opposite of say, the like, Lisbon episode where they're like, "Nobody No, it sucks. It. Portugal sucks. I hate it here." the chart the music charts here if you sell 250 records uh you're the in the top 10 um (laughs) like that's literally the number they gave and they're like oh so somebody could just buy 250 of their own records and you would be in the top and they're like yeah i know somebody who did that um (laughs) just completely cheat the system because people are too poor to buy like cds there um the um the uh, nicaragua episode has like a, a great start where he's eating that street food. There's an illegal, uh, where he's or the what I made the talk to earlier about that, how they were making the jokes. They're like, mm. Oh, this is dog, we're feeding you dog, and he's just eating this mystery meat burger. <laughs> and he's like, This is delicious, this is one of the best burgers I've ever had. And they keep trying to razz him into being disgusted, but he doesn't care. Behind he him in that scene is an illegal street drag race that goes immediately <laughs> onto the highway. Like it starts off on like a, a closed road, and then they like swerve into the highway and weave in between in and out of traffic. Oh my god, and he's that like, Isn't awesome. this dangerous? And they're, and they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did something like that oh, in the yeah. Finland episode where um, they were like racing um, like these tiny beat up like um, buggies, um, like uh, Volkswagen Beetles. Oh, on the ice, right? Yeah, on the ice. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah they and were, like, like rally racing these beat up fucking shitbox yeah, cars and on the Bourdain, ice. Somehow That's he crazy. he got in. Um, second to last not last even though he just fucking wiped out onto the side of the road um at one point he was just like i'm i i can't do this what what the fuck this sucks um like Mm. i'm like you guys are gonna get yourself killed but the whole episode was like drink yourself to death and drive cars on ice yeah the whole episode (laughs) was like uh finnish people are really tough and they live in the dark for half the year and they drink and they're really mean and they suck <laughs> and they'll start a bar fight for no reason but yeah, here's their food fatal. and it's really uh, good on, on the again on the nicaragua episode i'm going back to that one a lot because it's a it's a very it was a very good episode it was one of the ones that stuck with me plenty i mean the other episodes were good and as this, but um the nicaragua episode had i think the harshest mix of the stuff i liked the most about it because the the cambodia episode the food was good, if not extremely unique. It, it has it blends a lot of the flavors from around that area of the world. A lot of the spice, a lot of the noodles, a lot of the like um, uh, carved like goat and stuff like that. And um, then uh, in Nicaragua, it's like, oh, I have no idea what Nicaragua food is like. Well, it's everything. It's whatever you can get your hands on and plantains. And uh, <laughs> then and then there's like. Uh, yeah, it was like, what, where, someone, someone around here, like, what do they work? Like, what's the shift that they work? And then they come home and they get some of this great food I've been having. And they go to this place. It's just this, like, huge, like, garbage pit 
that they pick through to get like metal and plastic out of it. That's their job. And it's just like the most depressing image. And Anthony Bourdain's mood just like immediately turns to like fury. He's like, I can't believe that you guys, not that you guys made me see this. I can't believe that I, that anyone has to see this. This is like the cruelest, the cruelest, most horrible thing I've seen. And I can't believe that this is happening. It's really shitty. And he's like, and he's like, and they take him to like a a place there. They're going to get him liquor and some like spicy soup next. And he's like, I can't, I can't like make a face for this. I can't mug for the camera and take a shot after seeing this. What do you guys, what do you, I don't know what you guys are going to try and get out of me, but he eventually does like, you know, talk to more people and turn it around. But I liked that about him. I liked that he was able to be like, you know, I can only fake it so much for this camera. Mm-hmm. Like, if something upsets me, I'm gonna be upset. I do by like it. that he's when very talk, honest on the whole show. When I talk about how the, you know, in Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge, uh, they killed, you know, thousands of people. Uh, they killed people because they looked like they were part of the old regime because they had glasses. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's fucked up, and like millions of people, or no, like thousands of people who had knowledge of this thing of anything like of the old ways of cooking the old ways of life anything they're just dead and we can't talk to them we can talk to some people who survived and that's it yeah and that's a good great point to make because so much of what we eat is defined by the culture we live in you know (laughs) like we we joke and make fun of the horrible like corporate shit that we eat like the the mcdonald's stuff but we are talking about that because of the corporate hellscape that america is right where if it mm. wasn't so dominated by multi-million dollar corporations, then we wouldn't have opinions on all the menu items at McDonald's because it wouldn't even enter our minds, you know? Then we wouldn't have things like Doughboys and, and uh, all Alex right, let's, wouldn't, no, make a, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't make I don't a know fair. I don't know if that's an even trade, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have Doughboys and there wouldn't be In-N-Out or anything for uh, right. Alex to tour his way around the United so States. So what other episodes did you watch, Seb? Um, I think I, I talked about them all. I watched Lisbon, right. I watched um, Finland, and I watched um, the Tokyo one. Yeah. Um, Which was your favorite? I think I think the Finland one was my favorite just because of how everyone was so, like, very honest and everything. Uh, yeah. I really like that one, too. But the Tokyo one was the one that I was most like, I want to eat that. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. That looks so good. <laughs> yeah, you went out uh, and got sushi. I got sushi, but yeah, it was... That's the ultimate test, was, testament to the show. Was, it was grocery store sushi. You got bad juice. They didn't really even... Good. Like, there was a lot of fish, but they didn't have, like, sushi or sashimi in this. They had, like... Yeah, I noticed... I also watched that one. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, the, the, they had, um, like, eel on a stick, like, fried eel on a stick, and that, that looked really good. This is reminding me, uh, Alex, you, you brought up uh, last week on the show, at the very end, you were like, oh, uh, he goes to Hokkaido, and that's very different from the rest of Japan. And you like brought that up as a as an example yeah, of something to watch. that's a good one. That was the last episode I did watch, Seb. I don't know if you saw any of that or no. No, I was thinking about it, because I, yeah, I, I, like, st- I focused on one. season eight, because that popped up first, and then I went yeah. back to season seven, and it had Hokkaido. Yeah. But I was like, ah, maybe I should do something where I don't know, like, literally anything about this place, and I didn't really right. know well, literally anything about Portugal or Lisbon. I so. mean, Hokkaido is more of a remote region of Japan. It's mm-hmm. all snowy. It's very, like, seafood-focused. That's the more, that most northern Japan region of yeah. Japan. Yes, yeah. it's the, um, if you picture Japan as a J, is the dot above the I, or okay. a lowercase right. J. That's a good way to, that's a good way to describe it. I mm-hmm. never would have thought of describing it that way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, these, uh, they have these like giant ass spider crabs there that they're just mm-hmm. like yeah you just snow pick this thing crab? apart like yeah, something like that yeah I don't remember what it's yeah called. you pit, you flip the, you flip that snow crab upside down you take a hammer to a crack it open and just like reach in and eat everything yeah. that's just just that. you, I mean that's how you eat a crab normal but delicious. this thing that is just uh, it's uh, to me it's like they're that, enormous they're the size of dinner scale, plates and then so they've insane. got like three foot legs 
<laughs> the legs yeah, are so that. huge. Yeah. Like I, like I, I like crab. Like I'm not like I don't hate crab. Uh, or, you know, I, I, it's not something that I go out of my way to order. But like I, I can enjoy crab from time to time. But like to see them just be like pick off like a crab leg that is the size of like a baseball bat and just start eating out of the the leg. It's like yeah. they're like we're not going to be able to talk while we film this part. You're going to have to get record some b-roll uh, audio because my mouth is either going to be full or i'm going to be focused on cracking this thing's tough shell <laughs> to get at the inside and then Wild. uh i don't know cam i don't know have you ever had roe uh roe like no, the fish eggs fish like, oh, yeah like the fish eggs no I, they I, put them they put it on top I, of are you no. talking about a specific kind of roe uh salmon roe is something that he does have but like uh there's lots of different kinds of roe and they have it he loves like, it that's one of his favorite things yeah, so salmon roe yeah, um really I've I've had that one of my favorite sushi rolls at um, uh, Kodo is yeah I'm not against it I've just never I've never had yeah, it. yeah that's uh, one of those um, things so that offered yeah, most of the time I, it's I just kind of like a texture addition mm-hmm. like the really mm-hmm. small ones um, but salmon roe is like they're almost like as big as like a boba like in a boba mm-hmm. tea um, oh, yeah. They, yeah they'll pop and they're like very salty like salt water they just taste Ooh. like salt water um, but they've got that kind of like a boba size and texture very interesting. okay yeah i could see that um i uh uh one of the other things from the hokkaido episode that uh made me laugh is like i know because you're talking about a lot of the japan stuff and it made me think of this step i'm sorry for interrupting okay. you but um uh, the uh the big bowl of ramen that they have mm. and he's like this is hokkaido style ramen it's different from other styles of ramen for starters they use uh extremely fresh egg noodles like they just made them they put them right yeah in. that's really and cool. then and you know it's like you get that like bright yellow color of the egg noodles mm-hmm. and then um and he's like and then I can't believe this. They fucking put sweet corn in there. And I'm like, oh, because uh, I've ever, I've seen been to a bunch of ramen places that have ramen dishes with corn in them. And I'm always like, oh, what a fucking Americanized, like disgusting thing to yeah, have with ramen. Yeah. I, I've always avoided it for that reason. And I I now I'm like, no, oh, I've been there, a fool. There are so I've been many, a fool the whole time. Yeah, there are so <laughs> many um, uh, like North American and South American crops that have moved all over the world and become part of their traditional dishes like look at italy yeah tomatoes mm-hmm. are like a north north and south american um crop like corn tomatoes potatoes potatoes are you made a joke about horse earlier and horses were not native to here like this this part no of the country, not for so the last probably... like tens of thousands of years <laughs> um but uh, yeah. Other... Oh, yeah exactly uh... Um, one of the other bits in the Hokkaido episode that I liked is that they touched on um, kind of the culture of the the native people there, which is something that I didn't really know about too much. Is that I, is that I like where the Ainu, Ainu live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, like not very much like the Yamato uh, Japanese. Yeah, it's a it's a very specific like um, it was a very specific culture Western that, that Japan kind of just took over almost completely. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't really know about and that. They get, um, there was a lot of redlining in um, older Japanese um, towns because they didn't like those guys. They were like, yeah, oh, no, you're they... Ainu. You have Ainu ancestry. No, fuck you. And in um, the episode, they still kind of touch on that, like, like as being still kind of an other, but, you know, still having their own kind of, you know, traditions that they keep up. And that was really cool. That was like a thing that I learned watching that episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Cam, do we want to shoot over to you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can wrap it up. Um, uh, I've chimed in a lot, and a lot of what I was going to lead in with um, Alex covered in the first his first little introduction was this 
I don't watch a lot of food travel shows, and now I'm, I'm going to start. I was looking through Netflix. There's like a billion of them. But Bourdain was such a really, really great person to host one of these shows. Like, he, his, I mean, rawness, I don't want to be like, he was so edgy, but he was, he was really real. Well, yeah. Like, I really um, liked I threw A couple, him. maybe like a month ago, I threw an episode of this on because I wanted to watch it. Yeah. And you had never seen it before. And you're like, this is a show? <laughs> yeah it fucking rocked yeah. it's like it, it was so good so i did want to ask you um do you remember which ones we watched we watched like alaska or something um i want to say because i've watched a bunch since then but i can't remember what we i watched downloaded a bunch because really i had se- mostly seen a lot of the old um or a lot of the uh latest season stuff because it's the only thing that's on hulu um in right, the, which yeah sucks. i know unfortunately and in the preparation to watch this i had downloaded a bunch of stuff I had like the first five seasons mm-hmm. and we kind of just cherry picked. Um, let's see. We definitely. I know we did like Alaska or the Netherlands or something. We did you somewhere know? really cool. Oh, that's interesting to me. I, I know Nordic almost one. nothing about the culture of the Netherlands. Um, like that was one something that's like before, before uh, this week, if you had asked me to pick out the features of Cambodia's culture, I would have had a very limited. Oh, we uh, did Iceland. Thing. Yeah, I think. I think, Iceland. Yeah, okay. I think it was Iceland because the green one. Uh, no, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very sad and it was very cold. <laughs> Maybe it was Greenland. Um, um, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, if if you if you can recall, I am, I'm scrolling through my seasons. Know, but, yeah, uh, I know we did the. Then, I knew the, the U.S. Mexico border was an interesting one. I think we did that one too. Hmm. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Uh, that was. Cool. I I saw a bunch of stuff like in the U.S. that I was like, oh, that's interesting. But I was like, oh, but I kind of want to learn about other co- countries because I felt like that was yeah, kind of cheating. Yeah, the same way. Like, there was, like, Boston. I was like, I've been to Boston. Or New York. Or not New York. Uh, Brooklyn. And I'm like, I mean, I don't think I've specifically been in Brooklyn, but I've been to Manhattan plenty of times. So I was just like, that's well, yeah, cheating. Totally. They're different. but They are different. But um, I was, I was, I was like, the same way, enough. Seb. But I watched a couple um, U.S. ones recently, and they, they are still just as good. Mm. Like... I do think that some of the more um, international stuff is more interesting, but he really gets, you know, you, you're not just getting like, hey, check out this New York hot dog on the street. It's, whoa. It's, but it's, it does, they go more mm-hmm. into what, like, real food. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did Egypt, which know, is another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the ones Incredible. I watched in more recent memory were. Um, the Ozarks, because I literally finished an episode of Ozark, the <laughs> Netflix crime show, and I was like, I'm going to watch a Bourdain, and I saw Ozark on there, I was like, ah, I have to do it for the meme, I have to watch an All episode right, so of Ozark. So, do you have a long opinion and about squirrel, watch... squirrel Pot Pie from that episode? Squirrel. Oh, did you watch that one? Uh, no, I actually, when I told my um, co-worker that I was doing this, he's like, oh, after you talked about it, I went and watched one episode, I watched the Ozarks episode, and they made Squirrel Pot Pie, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, they did. Just wow. I would like to try Squirrel. Immediately did that i i i had like it was late and i was drinking and i I was just like why don't we just eat squirrels instead of cows and then i woke up and i was like that was stupid. <laughs> but, uh, like, well they don't um, give nearly as much meat and uh, yeah. <laughs> i was like there's so many squirrels i know where they are i know where <laughs> they are i also know where the cows are get them right but um uh it was it was interesting uh the squirrel pot pie like i I am someone who I'd like to flaunt myself as someone who would try anything. There are certain things that I have been offered that I haven't tried. I think I 
Can lobsters have roe? Is that a thing? Like the um, green guts and stuff? No, like, those are their guts. Uh, roe's the egg. Roe. Roe's the eggs. I think yeah, they have eggs, but the green, the, the green stuff crap that's in them is just their boiled guts. It's mm. their guts that have yeah, been exploded because they As we boiled. say, the good shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't eat the, the guts. No, sure. no, no, I'm just joking. Yeah, I'm not into that. But I, um, we were talking about what Godzilla would taste like earlier, and I, I wanted to bring up, I have had alligator recently. Oh. And that was How'd really that good. It, it was like good. Chicken? It was very fatty. No, not like chicken at all. <laughs> but it was very oh. fatty, and it was in like a teriyaki sauce, so it wasn't... It wasn't like weird at all, mm-hmm. really. It was just something I hadn't yeah. had. But anyway, so um, so in recent preparation, I watched um, Ozark, Sydney, Australia, Egypt, Russia, which was really oh, good. Was um, Hokkaido, where and in Russia? South Boston. Russia is very big. They were mostly around yeah, around I Moscow. Remember. I don't think they traveled. Okay, too far so like that. European, yeah, it was mostly Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so but that one was really that may have been my favorite episode because they talk a lot, like Nick said, like. I, I was more way more interested in the food stuff. Like anytime they started to do some touristy stuff, I was like, get back to the food. I want to see someone's grandma make a soup <laughs> that takes eight hours or whatever. Where's the food? I want to see like food. the local I'm so, street food. I'm so surprised. Like I, I guess I got lucky with the Vienna one where he's like ta- do, doing all the shit talking on desserts and sweets and pastry chefs. But I was really mm-hmm. hoping you ran into one of the episodes where he does that because it was <laughs> so funny to me. me. I would have loved one of the, uh, I, I, the I, um, in the Russian episodes in particular. I really like uh, he he just goes out picking mushrooms with like an ex KGB spy yeah. operative, <laughs> and it, yeah, it was so crazy. That he's like, yeah, like, Crazy. I, I, I kept being like, yeah, this guy must have some fucking stories. But now he just, like, this lives guy. on this plot of land that, you know, Russia gave him, and now he picks mushrooms. Yep. He goes out, and he picks mushrooms, and if you ask him if he killed someone, he just, like, raises his eyebrows. <laughs> that's, all, that's all he can do. But, um, yeah, that was a really good episode. He also tortures a co-host he has on because the co-host made him get a really horrible, like, hot massage like a steam massage where they're like bending his legs oh they did that in the finland episode even worse so they went to a okay they went to a sauna um and you know of course they like sweat everything out and then they had the like bloodletting thing you know like they this lady like oh yeah yeah like little cuts on their backs and then stuck the suction cup on their back Right, and it would like fill up with blood and shit to like clear well, the not, bad not blood shit, or something. Blood. God, I don't like that at all. Yeah, um, no, it just sucked the blood out. So of many them. things. And she, so many things made in blood. So many things made in blood on this show. Oh yeah, you it wasn't made. Yeah. It was their own. Like he was doing. I know, it. but that's you. You reminded me <sighs> that like every like I for, for somehow he loves three blood sausage row, too. Three, yeah, three episodes in a row. It's like, oh, you want to see where we butcher the pigs? And Anthony Bourdain's like, now you know I love pork, so we got to go see where they butcher these pigs. <laughs> yeah. And um, they boil this pig in its own blood to in, make the blood sausage. In one of the American South episodes he does, um, they have like a cookout that's like an entire town. Uh, and then they, they mm-hmm. cook like a full pig. Uh, for Oh, this is um this is Portugal, right? No, so this, this, is, was, um, this was the American South, a different different. Oh, okay, thing. I'm sorry. Um, um, he talks about it. He talks about it in his uh, in his book that they uh, that was one of the things that he was recommended to do. Like they needed to do. He needed to go see a whole pig cook. Yeah. And he does it in Portugal. But I guess they do it in the American. Yeah, South they do. So they do. They didn't do that and, in the Lisbon um, episode I watched. I don't think. 
the the cookout like they specifically have the pig and he's still alive and they're like all right do you want to kill the pig and he's like yeah i want to kill the pig so like they show him <laughs> shoot the pig in the head uh it's crazy yeah but yeah speaking of the the squirrel thing um it's surprising what they can show on tv and what they can't like they don't they bleep him out swearing and then they show him literally peel the skin off of a yeah. squirrel which yeah. is like or, it's or like they show a sock him off. getting like cuts in his back to get the blood Ugh. sucked out. Well, yeah. And at the end, yeah. he's actually really covered in blood. Like He was like, how much blood do you normally lose from this? And the woman doing it was like, uh, less than half a liter. And he was like, half a liter? She's like, no, no, less than half a liter. And that he was still freaked out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but he did it anyway. Lot. Oh, God. Um, one, one more. But yeah, my favorite ones that I watched, I think, were Russia and Egypt. The mm. Russia one for the non-food stuff was real. The food in Russia was slightly less interesting. Like the, I liked seeing the giant KGB building that was across from what was it, a Bank of America or something? <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they had a, a um, American Express card across the street. American Express, yeah, yeah. like an advertisement. It's gotta have bizarre. your, gotta like have this, your financial crimes next to your international crimes. This building that you used to get brought into and shot is right across from a Bank of America. Yeah, they really they focused on that one in the Russia episode, like how interesting and intersection old and new russia is uh yeah new russia's got some real fucked up shit in it it's like not that far away from a lot of the other western world countries in terms of how like crazy capitalistic you can get yeah um it was crazy seeing the buildings with the you know like when you google russia or like you see russia in a kid's book with the whole sars palace yeah kind of stuff like the beautiful beautiful colors and stuff Mm -hmm. like I, could, I never imagined that that's actually yeah, what it's like. Yeah, those Orthodox churches Egypt, with the spires. It was, so, it was so interesting to see, like, the crazy overcrowded streets with no dividers between lanes. Yeah. People are just driving cars down the street, like, oh, I gotta go that way, so I gotta cross in front of, like, four other cars with no, no lanes or rules at yeah. all. And people are literally just walking in between the cars, and it was, it was insane. But I loved seeing the... Um, uh, I, I really wish I could remember the details. In, but in countries the where most people most don't have people cars, have. I think that's pretty common that they don't have very strict traffic laws. Well, the, there were a lot of... Just because yeah, there's a lot like, of cars doesn't mean most people yeah. have cars. But it was like New York traffic. Ah, okay. Everywhere. Like, it was... I would. I, I, I know what you're saying, but it, I can't imagine that... Maybe it's because of the amount of people, like... You could still say most people don't have cars, but there was an insane mm-hmm. amount of cars. Like it was not. But yeah, there. That, it wasn't the, like people were driving sixty down the, the street and traditional breakfast they had was really interesting. You remember? Yeah, what was yeah. In so that's that. what I was getting at. It was it was like um, a type of bean or legume, and then like it was it's cooked in this clay pot, this mm. massive clay pot, and mashed up for hours and hours and hours, and then they just take it out of the pot, put it in a bowl, garlic, oil, onions, spices, and you dip. Like yeah, they have bread a flatbread that they eat so it with. so yeah. good. Like, you just eat it with your hands, and, like, you just fill your stomach for the entire day, and you go work. That just looked so good to me. It was like... And that's like the morning meal. It's so cool. Like, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, a working working person's food, but, like, that it's crazy right. to think of that. As, you know, like, that's something that's exotic and interesting day. to us. Uh, I would love to try that, yeah. Yeah, it looked, that was just incredible, and I loved him bitching about the. Maybe Nick and I, yeah, um, got slightly different tones from it, but I loved him complaining about not going to see the pyramids. Yeah, I, uh, well, I it was just really funny. I just that's how that's what I got in an impression from um, like 
from the other stuff from reading his book and from the other episodes where he talks about like right. how much he fucking hates doing things that people are tell him like oh you gotta see this he's like i would not i would rather die than do something <laughs> do like something that people tell me to do stuff that's like, like that. it was like a being over here because... and being like oh you gotta go to abbott's you gotta go to abbott's and uh, like there are so many better lobster places than abbott's abbott's is just a tourist but, trap so like that he's in egypt and so this is maybe why Nick and I got different stuff for it. He's like in Egypt and he's like, you know, like most people don't go to Egypt and don't see the pyramids. And I'm, I'm inferring like, oh, he, he's pissed. He's not seeing the pyramids. <laughs> and Nick's like, oh, he's too cool. For that. Uh, one, one thing that really struck me in that episode, like I had known that like, uh, you know, Egypt is a city and Egypt has the pyramids, but I guess like internally, I'm always like, oh, I'm sure they're very far away from each other. But like in yeah. every yep. scenery shot of Egypt, it's the the pyramids are right there. They're, They're right by the <laughs> So yeah. funny. It's so fucking yeah. funny. Absolutely. It's like not Egypt far. Like, yeah. Oh, well, the pyramids are. I right. mean, like everything in Egypt is not far from. Like civilization is all along the Nile because right. that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that. So is that the episode? Um, you guys might remember. Is that the episode when they're in the boat and they just break yeah. the mast of the I believe so <laughs> on the bridge <laughs> and he's so like he's so pissed about it and it's so funny like they put in some producer dialogue like they say we can just keep drifting in the river and, like, it's like yeah I don't have they, anything else to like, do we can still shoot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just really funny to see when things go bad like in the in a more dark a darker example in the ozark episode someone slips on the boat like this author he really likes goes with oh, him yeah. and he slips on a boat in the dark and gets hurt oh. so funny. He, he just for the rest of the episode he feels so guilty <laughs> for making him do this stupid thing uh but also in the ozarks episode i'm reading off my notes because this show is so good that i wrote an entire page of notes before i got to t- like I started when we started the podcast, and the show is so good have, it made me buy a book. Wow! wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, the the non food stuff, I was always like, get back to the food, get back to the food. But get back to they the fireworks did, factory. Went to an, <laughs> we get back to the fireworks factory. But they went to an a arm wrestling tournament in the Ozarks episode that was really interesting. Um, he got beat by the like eighty five year old uh, bartender <laughs> who had arms like the size. Very like, good of like a, a table leg it was insane because they're like they keep talking about like arm wrestling strength doesn't come from the bicep it's like something in your tendons like in your forearm yeah and working at that bar i don't know maybe you get really good at arm mm. wrestling and very just, good at busting it was really tables. fun and he's a really gracious like he takes a really gracious loss and then like has like 10 more drinks and then goes out to another place it's just <laughs> yeah it's so fun i watched the um the Sydney episode, uh, or I think it was a Sydney, um, Australia episode. He goes to like a hipster bar, and like forty five percent of the dialogue is about how he doesn't like hipsters. Yeah, he mentioned he that in Lisbon. He was like, "Do you have any hipsters in Portugal?" And they were like, uh, it's such "Not an really." He's like, thing "Good." To not like. Yeah. He's he grew up in the sixties. This is, he's got like old yeah, man he's, opinions. He's back for the most part. Yeah, but that's what makes him so yeah. good. Like and, with um, Alex. Something that I would also I like to, to talk say about... is whenever he brings up a movie, it is from uh, before he was born, for the most part, which I find <laughs> yeah, very funny. Uh, brings... Most of what I want to talk yeah. about, Alex summed up so well in introducing the show. And, like, when you vacation somewhere, at least, you know, people our age, or, you know, anyone, um, when you vacation somewhere, you want to eat good food, and you're on a vacation, so you're going to drink, and you're going to hang out with people mm-hmm. and just be social. Ideally, not... you would get to meet some locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not, it doesn't it, always happen, but so, but you would like to do that. The way this show works is really, really satisfying to me. It just, 
the unfiltered i i attribute it to him being uh, i think he he's a chef right like he's a famous yeah. chef before he started to do this show right um line cook uh for years and then became a head chef at a place in france uh they, they revisited on one of the episodes hmm. uh it's great yeah, like he's he's the real stuff like i i don't watch cooking shows so i'm not gonna say like oh andrew is it Andrew Zimmern? Andrew Zimmern, I believe. Someone. Zimmern. He's he's the guy. Zimmern? That's the guy that's who the does our the, foods um, guy, I believe. Yeah, and they did yeah. a crossover at one point hmm. for this show. Right. So I don't want to shit on guys like that because I haven't seen their show. But like, I think the way Bourdain carried this show was so 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 good in the realism of a chef and a person who knows people and loves food and like the way he vacations in this show is it just works so well. Yeah, it's so much of a different um, atmosphere watched... than a show that's te- like telling you how to cook. Yeah, it feels like the bad boy cooking yeah. <laughs> show because he goes and he drinks. And well, he it's swims, not. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so much better. Yeah, than that. and it's also not like a commercial to go to these places in a lot of cases. Even yeah. though you know you, that can be no. the end result. Like you can be like, oh man, I really want to go there now. But you, that's not the. Yeah, I think yeah, I have it's to not move the to aim Australia. of the episode to to it, like it's not sponsored by the tourism board or you know maybe it is but it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come off like that. Like that that whatever Iceland or Greenland or Alaska or whatever Nordic episode we watched, Alaska? he's mad like ninety percent of the episode. Yeah, he just doesn't want to be in we such were... a cold place. <laughs> <laughs> they like leave him in a cave for like an yeah. hour because they can't find him. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm. It's not because I'm. Well, I am very culturally unknowledgeable. But we were, we were really drunk when we watched this. This was like a month ago, so I can't remember where it was. But I oh, remember that's... it had snow. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the Finland. No, it to... was. I'm. Sorry, I just had it up. I said it earlier on the episode. I think it was the Iceland like... episode. I haven't drunkenly mm. watched the show yet, but I feel like that would absolutely add to the uh, experience. It's the perfect late yeah, night show Yeah, get drunk when he watch. gets drunk. It's, mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, last thing I want to mention is it's barely related, but it's in my notes. Is I watched, um, I've been really obsessed with the food YouTube channel Munchies lately, mm. which sounds like a, whoa, weed, weed food <laughs> YouTube channel, but... And yes, they we they do have that, but also, he has uh, um he has weed pizza when he's in Cambodia. That's really, that's very good. <laughs> oh, great! We just we just dipped into the weed pizza episode on Munchies. Yeah, he, but, he, um, Action Bronson, a very good rapper um, and former chef, um, does a lot of videos on that YouTube mm. channel. And I saw one where he was on tour in the UK, and he finishes a show, but he forgot his wallet, so he's like drunk and high. And doesn't have a shirt on, and he's like wandering around the streets of UK trying to get fried chicken. Like he's arguing with the owner of this UK place. Like I'll be right back, and there's like a camera crew with him, and, shit. <laughs> and they won't give him the chicken, so he has to get it and then go back, and he like makes his own. And that kind of realistic, or like that realistic is such a hard word to use because I'm not gonna go do that. But the the grittiness of travel and eating with a camera crew is, is just really fascinating to me. And I, right. I think it's not this produced. Is... I, you know, I yeah. like it, it is in a way, cause yeah. you know, they edit this stuff, but it doesn't feel produ- like in the way that you can, yeah. Argue with it's the owner scripted, of the thing to try edited. and get, yeah. Like that's yeah. something you don't see on television. And I mean, that was a YouTube video, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a I've very watching, similar tone. I've been watching a lot of, um, was it like, uh, it's like a history food show on youtube where he like makes a bunch of like ancient 
Oh, you think Townsend? Oh, we were just talking about huh? that. Townsend is a classic. Uh, is no. a popular guy who does historical foods. No. Oh, maybe something else. Um, I forgot. Um, I forget what he's called. Um. Yeah, if you remember, bring it up because I've been really into food videos yeah. and like, he'll, like make shit cooking. like he'll be like yeah this is like a mead from like the 15th century and then he'll drink it and he'll be like that sucks <laughs> you a little hey, history lesson alongside it it's really good <laughs> um one now nick mentioned earlier that he had uh, you know he had another show that he did later parts unknown um another mm-hmm. show of his that i like that's a little bit more bite-sized um it was okay. later than that i believe but I, I think it was Travel Channel, but I used to catch the reruns all the time. He's got a show called uh, Layover, I believe, which is a specifically yes. a show 48 hours. where he does. Yeah, you have a 48-hour oh. layover in some place. And you like here's five things you can do um, within the time limit. Oh, that sounds interesting. And it's, yeah, it's an interesting, like, quick bite of the... Uh, quick bite. Quick... Um, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Careful, careful! <laughs> don't there. sue me. No, they, they can't. They can't even sue them. They're not even like functional anymore, right? I don't like it. But it's an it's an interesting way to get this kind of show, but in like a half an hour or whatever, however long that sh- that episode is. No, because um, these are like forty five minutes long, and you can get to the second half and be like, all right, <laughs> you know, he's skydiving or whatever. Yeah. So last thing I want to say, I know we've been going on quite a while, but um, last thing I want to say is I think this is one of my podcast ten out of ten. Wow. Like this is all a perfect. Right piece of media that i think i will actually realistically continue to do i wish there was more of it on easy streaming mm-hmm. services maybe once i hook up some yeah sort it's of just the seven and eight because i want to watch this in my bed like i will not want to continue this that much shit. but there is a, a very specific reason why that has almost nothing to do with the show uh Emily can't stand Anthony Bourdain and ah. thinks he's a huge asshole. He's a little bit of a dick, so, but he's like an honest dick. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't, I don't see that on the show. Like, he definitely seems like not a bit of all. a dick. But uh, she's she will not explain it further to me than that. She's like, can't you t- see? He's just like an asshole. And I'm like, I don't okay, get so it. I see it. And I agree with her. But I, he's, oh, he's not an ass, the type of asshole. I'm going to like... armchair diagnose. I think that she may see another person that she might know in him because mm. i think he is a ext- i i i can't even begin to understand that but, i i've um, met some dickhole head chefs before mm. uh yeah. he, he doesn't really totally. remind me of them <laughs> no he seems too nice but you know this is not the critique emily show i really love this and i there there have been Great. other um excellent stuff that we've explored on the podcast that yeah. I, I maybe i should start to chronicle but i this think is that this be might be something might be something fun to revisit at the end of the year to just be like hey what what was something that somebody else suggested that you really loved oh yeah show? didn't we do that no we year? we we said hey that wouldn't it be fun if we did this and then we did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh cool <laughs> all right i didn't talk about continuing to watch the sopranos or whatever who knows know. you may have mentioned There's it truly yeah. no way to find out it might have been an episode 100 thing, but, or your anniversary. Anyway, who cares? What are we doing next week? Um, we are uh, playing seven. Oh, boy. my new favorite game. <laughs> Takes up all nine yeah. slots on my 3x3. Three three. Um, <laughs> Hades. Um, the game that... Um, it's been in early access for a couple years, but it just came out um, with its 1.0 um, like a couple months ago. Um, by Supergiant Games. In like September, August, I Something think. Something like August that. It came out 1.0. Um, but yeah, so Hades is a roguelike by Supergiant Games about um, Prince Zagreus, um, son of Hades, trying to break out of the underworld to find his missing mother. 
Um, and I have been absolutely addicted to it for the past like month. It it's awful. It's I have eighty hours, eighty something hours in there. Um, the first week I was playing it, I played forty hours in one week on top of having a full time job um, <laughs> and doing stuff for this podcast. It was bad. For this this upcoming topic is that. I, I was like, uh, Seb's been talking it up and I want to play it too because I love the Super yep. Giant games. And um, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll I'll get a head start on it. You know, yeah, I've, been, I've been watching. Yeah, and he's been in the same now. boat as I was. It. I've been, I've been, re- I've, been reading in, I've been reading the book and, you know, of course, I've already read Watchmen. Mm. So I've got some time. Why don't I get a head start <laughs> on Hades? And it's fucking crack. Yeah. I didn't know that Seb's uh, experience was get addicted to crack. Yes, and that's like, my oh, experience. Yeah. <laughs> We've been suggesting I think, it for I think a while. we should do it. We're starting to get Yeah, so we're going to play Hades. I would like everyone to at least try to get one full clear. Um, I know that could be tough. Like getting up to your first clear is, you know, probably the hardest part of the game. I didn't even know about the uh, the God mode in quotes options in the menu until you. Oh, Skelly tells you. Ironic. If that you talk to Skelly enough, he'll tell you. He'll game. be like, "Hey, you can, you can, you wow. remember yeah. you're a god, it's right?" And you're like, god "What?" And, and, like you're saying that as if I could just switch it on and off. And Skelly's like, "Yeah, exactly." And you can go to the settings and switch it on and off. And what basically <laughs> it gives you a base. <laughs> um, Twenty percent uh, damage resistance, and then every time you die, you get like another two percent up to I think eighty percent. Um, but yeah, that makes it a little bit easier for you um, if you're having. Trouble. I'm gonna need baby mode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's we'll not see. that bad. Like it doesn't make it that much. The enemies aren't easier. It's just you don't take as much damage. Um, yeah, which which is because the game, especially early on, can be harsh because mm-hmm. you get these things called death defiances, which revive yeah. you from. But like, you have to. It's like oh, you were about them. to die, but you come back. But it's like it takes a little bit for you to earn those revives. Yeah. So we'll get your... to this. Yes. Right, we'll we'll this get through all that. Um, <laughs> try to get a full clear. I don't if mind you... if you don't. Um, but try to get, you know, at least up to, um, you know, Elysium or something. Um, if you wanted to have your own episode that explores an aspect of the afterlife, a game that just came out, or a, uh, you know, somebody talking about eating a pig's anus in <laughs> uh, Austria... Like you could send it to please don't cast at gmail.com and that is please don't cast at gmail.com or you could bother Cam on Twitter at please don't cast yep. on Twitter or no you could uh, comment to us on Patreon and if you were to contact us it might sound a little something like this and this actually Whoa. just happened we got a response on Twitter from uh, one of our patrons Eric who. Um, well, uh, he actually just posted the fucking uh, Ligma. Uh, <laughs> I did just saw that. Because <laughs> uh, um, okay. I was going to post it. Like, this is the thing that Alex talks about for 45 minutes <laughs> in this episode. But I now I got I to gotta somehow comment to him and say, hey, check the... Anyway. Um, but Eric, uh, he, also said, he also sent us a message that said... Um, uh, I've been listening to the Bioshock Infinite episode of the podcast, driving to and from work the past two days. It's... Dot, 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 not a good game. I remember getting it day of release, playing eight hours straight and loving every second, then waking up the next day and telling myself, actually, that wasn't good and having no desire to boot it back up. Haven't played it since that initial day. Wow. That is the most Bioshock Infinite perfect game. It's being so excited for it, getting it day one. Thinking it's good and then waking up the next yeah, That's a fast turnaround. It took like, critics like I years thinking? to come around on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be like, actually, I hated oh, that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you, Eric. I've that's had great. that reaction. Yeah. I've, been, I've been so excited for a game that you 
trick yourself into liking yeah. it. And then I had that happen to me with Dark Souls too, and then it, it I got so Oof. mad at it that then when the game later was improved a lot with patches, I still never went back. Mm. <laughs> like they made the game good since I. That's stopped what I've playing. done with Dark Souls. 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 Always been good. Years. Uh, anyway, I think I think it was my problem. We'll, yeah, we'll dish out our terrible video game opinions next week. Yes. <laughs> but um, we do. Uh, thank you, thank you, Eric. And I would also like to say we got another comment on Twitter Ooh. from a uh, friend of the show, uh, Matt, uh, who uh, goes by Music Man MTL on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and he said to us, "Did you talk about the project we did on Watchmen in high school?" Uh-oh. And I did, did not, not because we had so many other things to talk about on Our that podcast. But, um yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christ, so dude. fucking distracted. Couldn't fit but in, it in. <laughs> in high school, I, I conned a couple of people in a, in a group with me in AP English into um, doing a project on Watchmen. And we made a fake radio show that was meant to take place during the show. So we were like talking about the things that were news stories oh, in, the, in the comic. Like, oh, uh, you know, Edward, there's been a murder in New York. Edward Blake uh, seems to have been thrown through the window. But, uh, you know, who could possibly throw New this York through the window? New York is thrown by a murder. <laughs> the first one in years. And we played music that would be contemporary for the time that it was in. Like, we had, like, little song breaks in, in the radio show in between wow. the news sections. Mm. And uh, it was fun. I wish uh, – I it's this is so stupid because it was a high school project. And I, it has been eight years since I thought – since I do, have done this. But when he posted that comment, I'm like, man, I wish I had done more work on that project. I could have made it so good. <laughs> and, like, I think we got, like, a, like an A on it. Like, yeah. I don't think it turned out bad. But I'm like, oh, I could have made it good for me. Uh, no, it <laughs> sounds I like really, it really, really good. wish we could have put I that know. in a break or something. Yeah. An eight-year-old um, high school project. Matt says that he might have it somewhere Ooh. on some kind oh, of on some kind Look of USB. Forward to a bonus watch soda. It is watch <laughs> month after all. <laughs> Um, anyway, if you would like to uh, have your comments read on the show, you could send it to us on Patreon, Twitter, uh, or email us at please don't cast. Thank you all so much for listening. And next month we'll be diving down into the underworld for Hades. Next, next week. week we will. Next week. Yeah. Next That's week. That's not going to be saying? next month yeah. yet. Yeah. I'm sure you'll still be playing it next Hades. month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I plan on kicking the habit by then. I got I got other games to play this year. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. The first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Yeah, let's fucking, let's, let's, let's sign off. Bye. 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 bye.